0: Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. I'm Richard, your announcer, coming to you again wherever you happen to be on this beautiful day. Biblical truth. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. And without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Hebrews 11.6. Resultant exhortation, encouragement, and our soul's assurance. The Bible teaches that prayer is the chief and perpetual exercise of faith. Prayer cannot help but express the hope and joy that are inevitably attached to faith. John Calvin our purpose, igniting a growing, biblical, dynamic, sincere, soul-satisfying communion with our Savior. And now, once again, here's your host, Fred.
1: Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful day. We do thank you and we praise you for your abundant mercies to us for the salvation you have given us, and for this time to be able to talk to you in prayer, and to experience eternal life, getting to know you through every circumstance in our life, to the glory of God. We pray today that you would move, Lord Jesus Christ, to mature us in our seeking of you, in our prayers, in our communion, in truth, and in the seeking of your gracious will. Sweet Lord Jesus Christ, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, move in great power to glorify thy name. Do we pray, sweet Lord, move in power and mercies to make us find the the center of your will. Holy Ghost, in thy power, teach us from the word, even thy word, speaking to our souls sweet God, that in thy power you will make our hearts, minds, and strength be moved in our emotions and the renewing of our mind to be zealous for the joy and peace and contentment that comes from speaking with you. For again, the purpose of knowing you, conforming to your will, and enjoying thee, Yahweh the Messiah, our divine intercessor. We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and by God's grace, I get to host the podcast. Now, we are working on sound again, so you may hear some odd things. Today, we'll see. And that's probably mostly for my benefit, but I would like to let nothing interfere between God's Word to you all and to myself. So if we can make the sound better, we are trying Today, however, we are moving again to one of the new Start Here episodes, and as we have been reviewing some of the principles of the podcast, some of the very basic ones which motivate our communion, our daily communion with the Heavenly Father, we've been looking into insights into them as well, and some of those insights since we have started the podcast. Our new inner man, which we have talked about a lot, does long to pour out all our thoughts, our heartfelt desires, our fears and joys to the God that we have not seen yet, but in whom we believe. And today, I'm really excited because we, we get to look at the motivations and results of our prayer. And they happen to coincide with one another and will closer and closer over the t- over time, and our maturity come closer together. They will converge until they are one. So we may begin praying with our motives, and the results of our prayer being sort of sim- synonyms. But as we mature, they will be the same, and it's awesome. And I love, I think I've mentioned this before. I love these basics because they are the m- among the most encouraging concepts to our souls in general and specifically in prayer. And so I do truly thank Jesus for them and thank Jesus for these times. So the way this is going to lay out is we are going to discuss in pretty quick order where the labels I use come from, what the labels mean, Then we'll cover a biblical illustration of how they work together, and then a personal illustration of what's going on concurrently with this podcast in my life right now, which hopefully will shed some light on the ideas. And then lastly, I'm going to tell you why you may want to forget everything else I told you today, so we will see. Now, the labels I am going to apply to our motivation of our prayers and the results of our prayers are these our ultimate motivation, our chief motivations, and any subordinate motivations. Now, these came from Jonathan Edwards in his book on, I always forget the precise name, but it was basically why God created the world. And he used these motivations, he broke them down into minute detail. For us, we're just going to use them broadly in those three terms. The ultimate, and when he talks about this as well, when Edwards talks about the ultimate motive for anything, he talks in these terms as well. The ultimate motive is the highest motive that we have to do anything. And it points or results in no greater motivation than it itself. For instance, The reason God created the world was his own glory. That was his ultimate reason for creating the world or or creating everything. So our ultimate motivation is, and we may have to grow into this, but it is the glory of God. It's the same. And then Edwards talks about chief reasons or chief motivation. And these are profound reasons, or for us, motives for our prayers, But they, in turn, point to the ultimate reason for prayer, which is the glory of God. And we've talked about this. The chief reasons we pray are, one, to conform us to his will, and two, so that we have the opportunity to enjoy eternal life right here and right now. And we've talked about those a lot, and we'll talk about them a little bit in our illustrations. And then the subordinate motives for our prayers, which are our every, everyday mundane prayers, which we pray and we may not even even consider how they impact the ultimate reason we pray God's glory or the chief reasons we pray conforming to his will and our well-being in knowing him. So those are the labels, ultimate, chief, and subordinate, and those are are broadly what they mean. And I have mentioned, as we grow in prayer, we may pray some things from completely, in our minds, selfish motives. Over time, though, we will see how those prayers, even the ones which seem selfish, converge into the ultimate, God's glory, the chief, conforming us to his will and our well-being, the abundant life we can experience now, and just our everyday prayers and needs and the cries of our hearts they will all come together so you're probably asking what does this look like biblically and i'm actually glad that you asked so if you want to you can turn to matthew 5:16 or you can read this later but there jesus says in the midst of the sermon on the mount let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven so we have a command and an exhortation to let our light shine. Now, broadly speak, broadly speaking, you may know that there's a person that you really admire, and you want to be like that person, maybe a pastor or a theologian, and you admire them for their knowledge of the word of God. So you pray, Lord, teach me thy word. I want to be like that guy. As you pray and continue to pray for God's teaching, you begin to realize that to be the light Jesus is talking about in Matthew 5.16, we have to know what the word says, right? We have to know what the meaning of being a light is before we can be it. So your prayers subtly change from, Lord, I want to be like that guy, teach me your, your word to Lord, I want my light to shine. I want to know how you have called me, so please teach me your word. I want to fulfill your will by being that light. So you can see there, they're converging, aren't they? You still may be, want to be like your earthly hero, but you are moving towards that chief goal as, Lord, help me to do your will. And maybe you are praying independently Lord, I love music. I want to play an instrument as well. And that may be what you think is a selfish prayer. We'll bring these together. So you may be praying for God's will to make you like another person. Oh, and by the way, Lord Jesus, I want to let the light shine. And then in your mind, independently thinking, you want to play music. As you grow and your spiritual life grows, and you see that light, you begin to more and more understand what what the light is Jesus is talking about, you pray that God will help you use the knowledge that you have, the knowledge of the word that you have, to engage in good works. And he set those good works before us. And you may come to Ephesians 2 verse 10, which says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So your prayer continues to mature and morph into, Lord, thank you for the knowledge that you've given me. Thank you for the insight that you've given me. Help me to do your will and and engage in those good works. And you may find that one of your gifts is proclaiming the glory of God through your music. So you may further pray, Lord Jesus, thou hast given me this gift of music, and when I engage in it, people are encouraged and edified because of the exercise of this gift. So I confess that I want everyone to see and think of thee and thy glory as I play my music, not focus on me, but that you would give the glory. Now you can see the process, can't you? You pray for knowledge, you're praying for music, You begin to just be like your hero or to have fun playing music. Those may be independent prayers. But as you grow, you realize that your knowledge is to be used for God's will in letting your light shine before men. And then you finally come to the knowledge that that's your purpose, is to do what you do so that people will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now they've come together completely. Your subordinate reasons for prayer were knowledge and music. And then you moved to the chief reasons motivation to do his will through your knowledge and your music. And then the ultimate reason that your prayer, every time you go to play a set, is Holy God, be glorified through the gift that you have given me. Let every eye look to thee. So even if you haven't thought about it yet, your prayers will grow from the selfish to God-glorifying motivation. And it happens naturally. We can think of it. It helps to think about it sometimes. And in our maturity, our prayers will take on that form, and we will consciously pray every day. Every subordinate reason falls in line with God's will for you and God's glory. It's awesome. So that's the biblical definition. Praying for knowledge so that you can be the light God wants you to be, you can do the good works he wants you to do, and it will glorify him. Now, this is a true personal illustration that I'm going to talk about, because in the last couple of years, I have really desired to learn how to play the stand-up bass. Now, it would take money to buy the bass, several hundred dollars at least, money for lessons time to learn the bass, and energy to learn the bass and to do the practices. Over the last few years, though, I have been tempted and on the verge of buying a stand-up bass, at least one of those electric ones that are, like I said, several hundred dollars. Now, what has kept me from buying that stand-up bass? There's nothing wrong with playing music. We've already discussed that. But the reason and this is key, that I want to play the stand-up bass is because I would look cool doing it. That's my motivation. I would look cool up on stage, banging away on that upright bass. And that's, I'm being transparent with you. So what has kept me from getting that bass, learning it and looking cool? The knowledge right now in my life, what, has, what God has called me to do and he's called me to this podcast. He's called me to go to the park and talk to people about Jesus and several other things. And those things will not only bring him more glory than me on stage with a bass, but they are his will for my life. And I don't have the money. Well, I have the money. I could buy the bass, but that doesn't further what he's called me to do. I could pay for the lessons. But again, that's not what he's called me to do. If I took the time to learn, I would be taking time from time and energy from the podcast and going to the park and discipling people. And all those things not only give God more glory than me standing on stage looking cool playing the bass, but truly they bring my, those callings of God, bring my life more joy and satisfaction and contentment than if I were to play the stand-up bass. And I've tried lots of other things, so I have that experience as well. So while I can tell you that I have prayed from time to time to learn the stand-up bass and for God to supply a stand-up bass for me, it is a subordinate prayer. And the motivation, me looking cool, is not God glorifying. So at this moment, I do not. I may pray from time to time to learn the bass, but I do not desire to take time and the effort and the money it is to learn that way. And God, in His infinite wisdom, has been telling me the last couple of years, no, I'm not going to supply a bass for you. Now, the last section we want to talk about today. If you are longing to play the bass, Or any other musical instrument, or actually anything else, and what you have heard so far today stops you from praying your heartfelt desire to do one of those things, then forget about what I've just told you, because you may have that desire to play the bass. And it may even, right now, you may have said, man, I want to look cool like Fred, so I want to get up there and play the bass. That doesn't matter. if It's on your heart and you're compelled to pray about it, pray about it. Because the result of your prayer and your growing motivation in prayer are actually in God's hands. And I don't want to interfere with that. You may find through your prayers that you really do like playing the bass. And so you take the time, you buy the bass, you take the lessons, you invest the time, you invest the energy. After a while, you join a band and it happens to be a worship band and then you see people being moved by your participation in this band they are moved to encouragement and growth and Jesus is glorified when you play that means it's god's will that you learned to play the bass and after a time your looking cool will fall by the wayside and you will be praying lord jesus tonight as we go to play these worship songs let everybody's eyes look to you i want to play my best Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for the supply. Thank you for the lessons and the energy I have and the spiritual gift I have to teach through music. But let all eyes look to you. So I don't want to get in your way. And whatever it is, playing the bass, playing some sort of sport, that also opens up platforms. Learning debate, whatever it is that you're praying about, keep praying about it. And if what we talked about today, these motivations and results of prayer glorifying God, conforming to his will, and enjoying him, and then the subordinate prayers. If they're getting in your way, set them like a like a goal on the horizon, something to shoot for. It's an image in front of you and way in front of you that you know you're going to grow into, but right now you're going to pray, Lord, I need a bass and I need to learn how to play music. Keep praying that. The Lord will take care of the maturity that leads you to play the bass in order to glorify Him, not just to look cool. So keep praying. If you're ready, remember that you're praying for the glory of God, conforming to His will, and knowing that you're going to grow into that, the feeling of that abundant life. All those things in time will glorify God. And I've mentioned to you before I thought God wanted me to teach about prayer and I prayed for years and years and years and no one had to tell me. There were times I said, Lord, I'm fooling myself and tried to stop, but it kept coming back. That prayer kept coming back to my bosom, as the psalmist might say. And glory to God that it did. As you pray and pour your heart out sincerely before him, you will realize That your prayers will accomplish greater things than you ever thought or imagined. And your motive of communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost will result in His glory, your doing what He wants you to do, and your self-satisfaction, plus the answers to those subordinate needs. So do you see how they all come together? That at some point, even if they don't start out that way, your prayers will bring you in conformity to his word. And again, at the danger of too much repetition, your prayers will give glory to God, bring you in conformity to his will, and help you understand the abundant life. One day, all our prayers will be in complete conformity. And when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, will be that motive and result for every single prayer we pray. Glory to God. Only God knows truly the exaltation and joy that this truth brings to my simple soul. So, I am praying you learn and practice God's will for you through holy communion with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening.
0: As always, thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you at www.frponprayer.com or freerangeprayer at gmail.com. And for all your voiceover needs, go to richarddurrington.com or durringtonr at gmail.com. Keep your dial here for our next episode. And if you have a dial, you just might need an upgrade. For Fred and I, have yourself a prayerfully fun-filled day.